Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Camera Therapy Podcast. I'm Damien. And I'm Aline. Alright, so some people ask me, how do I make my stuff look cinematic? And my answer is, what's your frame rate? A frame rate really changes up how your footage looks. If you're filming like a wedding in 30 frames, it's gonna look a bit different if you shot it in 24 or 60. What does that mean? Let's talk about it in today's episode. We're talking about frame rate and aspect ratios. Bang. Yeah. Before we begin, I do want to preface this. This might sound like a technical episode, but keep in mind, frame rates and aspect ratios, although they might be like a techie thing, they're actually very much a creative choice. Um, Don't fall for people telling you like you always have to shoot one way. It's not like that. You can shoot in any aspect ratio you want any frame rate you want you just need to know why you're doing it so yeah i agree with with what you say about um aspect ratios i know people get kind of hyped up on like certain aspect ratios look more cinematic than others um i would say it depends on what you're filming because honestly some aspect ratios and and for you guys that don't know aspect ratios are like those black it's usually like it's a combination of like how much essentially when you when you film how much of the frame do you have in it so it's like Usually when you see aspect ratios, it's like those black bars that you see when you're watching a movie. Um, And it kind of just makes it look more cinematic. Um, But honestly speaking, sometimes less is more. Um, There's two aspect ratios I kind of seen a lot of people use. It's either 16 by 9 or what is the other one? It's like 235 by 1, something like that. Yeah. 235 by 1. When when do you usually see that used? I see that in only in Hollywood movies and music videos that want to look like Hollywood movies. And when do you usually see 16 by 9? 16 by 9 is your default aspect ratio now. And the reason that is is because most of our TVs and computers are 16 by 9. So... It's accommodating what most people have. And that's kind of what aspect ratios have always been. When TVs were square, the aspect ratio was 4-3. It's what's necessary to accommodate the technology at the time. But now that we're able to kind of do anything, now it's becoming even more of a creative choice. Like people still choose to shoot movies in 4 by 3 even today. Um, They're typically like the more artsy movies because they want to give like nostalgic feeling to it. So... To answer your question, um, 16 by 9 is your, if you don't know what you're going to do with it, you're just going to throw it up on the internet. 16 by 9 is kind of like your average safe one to go with. I I entirely agree with that. And to give you some context, I usually use 16 by 9 for all my wedding films that I put out. And most most films I do for clients, I'll do 16 by 9 because it does add like those black bars to kind of bring your eye to the middle of the screen. But it's, it's not too much real estate that you're taking away from your actual image that you know it feels like you're missing too much of what's supposed to be in the frame Um, one thing i'll say though if you're gonna upload to instagram or tiktok or youtube shorts um if you didn't know that's a thing it's pretty much like youtube trying to be like tiktok and instagram at this point uh oh and instagram has reels yeah if you're gonna upload to any platform that does vertical videos then i would highly recommend nine by 16 is it nine by 16 yeah it's basically the inverse yeah so you want to do nine by 16 reason being um you're not going to get as much in the frame as you would like obviously it's pretty much cropped quite a lot in but the problem is with 16 by 9 when you upload it to instagram or tiktok or um or youtube shorts is that 
the person watching on the screen, they're scrolling up. They're scrolling vertically. And if they can't see, like really see what's in your video, then they're just going to bounce off. If you have something that takes up more real estate, then they're forced, not that they're forced to stay there, but it, it will catch their eye a lot easier than something that's a lot smaller, like 16 by 9. How do you feel about that, Aline? No, that's totally right. Like if you're watching something on Instagram and sometimes you'll see videos that are, because they even have like the video feature where you can just upload to IGTV. And I notice people have videos that, They'll put up a 16 by 9 video, but then they'll put like the text on top and text on the bottom. That's their way of kind of like catching your eye. Like they'll put in like something that's like a clickbait title on the top, just so like you know what this video is about. That's them also using the full 9 by 16 vertical aspect ratio. The point is that you shouldn't leave those top and bottom parts empty. Um, if you're gonna, if you really want your video to stay in its original horizontal form, do what some people do where they put information on the top and the bottom. And to add on to that, most people who are getting the newer phones these days, like the ones that have been coming out for the last two or three years, you'll notice that they're starting to lose a lot of their bezels and like the top and the bottom parts of the phones, like they're starting to become more bezel-less. And what that's actually doing is if you open your phone and you have one of the newer ones, you'll notice that when you watch a video on YouTube that's made 16 by 9, you'll actually start seeing black bars on the side of your phone because that was designed for phones just a few years ago. And now we're getting to a point where the new aspect ratio is 18 by 9 for phones like this um, because they're getting slightly wider. And if you really want to take up like the full frame, it would be 18 by 9 now. Yeah, and honestly, like he was saying earlier, like when we started this this episode, he was you were talking about um, aspect ratios being like stylistic, and I agree with that. Like with what you were saying, like four by three was the aspect ratio used um, when we when we used to watch. If you're a '90s kid listening, when we used to watch like TV shows growing up. So yeah, like for, I see some people like when they do wedding films and stuff like that, they'll use four by three to kind of give certain parts of their video that like 1990s feel to it so they'll put something in four by three add like a film look on it to not make it look as sharp and put like that play button in like the top left just to make it look like it's like new found footage or some people what they're actually doing is they're actually with their clients they'll be like hey do you have any footage from like when you were a kid or something like that and then they implement that footage into the video so stylistically guys you could literally take a four by three video and you utilize it utilize its unique features its unique aspect ratio to kind of add a spin to your video to give it um, a certain vibe that you just wouldn't get from something that's in 16 by 9 so uh, sometimes less is more yeah and if you need an analogy because i love giving people analogies um, to help understand aspect ratios think of them as like canvases for like if you were looking at a painting or a photograph, um, think of your video or your movie or whatever project you're doing as what is the best sized canvas for this project? What would look the best? What's really be intentional about it. Don't just shoot 16 by nine because that's the standard. That might be the answer for most projects because sometimes you don't want it to be distracting. You don't want the focus to be on the aspect ratio. Like you wouldn't shoot a corporate video in four by three and call it a day. That would be weird. They probably wouldn't like that at all. 
But when you're doing things that are creative, like think about what do I want my canvas to look like? And these days, if you're watching music videos, they're getting so creative where they're switching up aspect ratios in the middle of the music video. Like they'll have four by three and then they'll go 16, nine, they'll go two, three, five, one. Like they're just going all over the place because they're really trying to, you know, grab your attention and make you enjoy the composition as much as possible because some things don't look good in ultra wide. Something looks better in square. Um, so just always be thinking about it. There's so much more things you can do creatively with your composition than just shooting widescreen straight out of camera. I saw a, uh, a music video where the vibe of the music video felt like um, they they kind of had more of an earthy vibe. So the person had like an old school camera in their hand and they were trying to like act like they were filming footage on that camera. When you watch the video back, you know, like anyone who has a camera knows that that footage that ends up like, like you were saying, the video was shot in 16 by nine, but then you saw this one shot that was in like four by three and it looked like a handy cam type vibe to it. Right. And four by three and long story short, like when, when you watch it back, obviously, you know, that's not the camera that shot it, but the person took that footage that was probably coming from a DSLR and looked really sharp and then kind of made it look softer, added vibe, like effects to it to make it look like something that came from an old school camera so just to go off what you were saying like yeah sometimes it's intentional so the other aspect ratio we were talking about earlier that we kind of just roasted and then just didn't talk about after was 235 by one i've seen it done in things other than films though i've seen it done for like sports highlight videos like when they're trying to hype up like if you guys watch ufc uh, sometimes what they do to hype up a fight is they have like this montage going and then they shoot it in 235 by one. You could use it for something more slower paced, but I just feel like it it's not needed. Um, if you're doing like a film that's like a rom-com or something like that or something that's more low key. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like if someone's using something, if someone's doing something more low key. I love when people do things that are breaking expectations like if i saw a romance movie in 235 one and it was like the like an epic scene where he's or she is trying to win the other person over and like it's dramatic but it's not action dramatic like you would typically see that aspect ratio used in and it was like a rom-com like that i think would be really funny like you're using something that like obviously not the average audience won't know what's going on but something about it will start looking overly dramatic and I think if it's a rom-com, you might get an extra laugh out of that because it's like, oh, wow, this, I've never seen this used in a rom-com before. Like usually they just stick to 16 by nine or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's going into like ultra wide mode. And like they're in some sort of like, I don't know, like cat and mouse chase where they're trying to like win the other person over. I think like you can use things in a really creative way, even if they're not typically in that genre. Um, and I love seeing that when people throw stuff from other genres in there just to kind of make a quick joke or something so i think like the the options are really open there you just have to really think about why you're doing it yeah and before we move on from this i want to throw one more fun fact out there because we're on the topic of aspect ratios if you guys ever watch imax movies um imax movies aspect ratios are 143 by one or um, 190 by one and if you ever noticed it's a very like squarish looking aspect ratio um some people call it tall um but yeah that's the aspect ratio for imax if anyone was wondering that's really cool i didn't even know that 
So frame rates are, I want an easy way to explain this to people. The frame rate is how many times your camera is taking essentially a photo a second. So if you're shooting in the 24 frames per second, it's in the name itself. You're shooting 24 photos in a second and it's using that to give you the illusion of a moving image. Um, a little history lesson if nobody knows, but the minimum frame rate you need to see motion is 12 to 14 for your eyes to see the illusion of movement without it looking too jarring or staticky. Um, you can obviously go lower depending on what you're filming. Like if you're filming a very slow moving object, you can go a bit lower than that. But 12 to 14 is like the sweet spot where things start to look like movement. So when you were shooting back on film, you had to, sh they chose 24 because it was the perfect amount where the movement of illusion was good enough, but it was also not costing them more money to use because every more frame you add to your film reel, like if they wanted to shoot movies in 30 frames per second back when it was shot on film, it would cost you more per second to shoot that. So they settled with 24 and that's what I like to bring up anytime someone says, oh, 24 is inherently cinematic. It's more psychology than anything. Like it's, it looks cinematic because we've always seen movies in 24, but now that times are changing and digital is becoming more common, like you're seeing movies shot at 60 frames per second too. Yeah, it looks super weird, but it doesn't make it any less cinematic. Um, whenever someone says, oh, 24 is the cinematic aspect ratio, that's just their own bias from their psychological bias showing that they've only watched movies in 24. That's why they think cinematic is 24 and it looks cinematic, but really it's just what you're used to. So I'm just going to start by saying like, um, I shoot in 60 frames per second when I can. I, for the majority of the time, guys, I shoot everything in 60 frames per second. The reason being why I do that is because it gives me more flexibility in post-production, like when I'm editing. Um, essentially, if I shoot a wedding, an entire wedding day in 60 frames per second, I don't know which parts of the day I want to slow down. I don't know which parts of the day I want to speed up or keep at normal speed. Um, so if I shoot a day in 60 frames per second, that gives me wiggle room to bring it down to 24. Bring it down. I'm never going to bring it down to 30, but... Um, I'll either bring it to 24 or, you know, uh, keep it at 60 and slow it down by 50% and you get nice slow motion. So that's why I shoot in 60 frames per second. If you shot, if I shot my whole, opposed to me, like if I shot my whole wedding day in 24 frames per second, I can't do slow motion without it looking really crappy and jittery and not natural. So that's why I shoot in 60 frames per second. I just want to throw a pro tip out there for you guys. If you're going to shoot every single time you switch to a frame rate, your shutter speed should always be time, times two of what your frame rate is. So if your frame rate is 24 frames per second, your shutter speed needs to be 48, but there's no 48 on a camera or depending on what camera. My camera's got 48. My Fuji camera's got 48. Okay, well, most people's cameras don't have 48. So if you can't do 48, just do 50. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Same thing uh, if you're shooting in 30 frames per second, then your fr uh, your shutter speed's going to be 60. And then if you're shooting in 120 um, frames per second, then your shutter speed is going to be... 240. What? 240. 
Such a nerd. It's just double, man. Everyone write hashtag Alina's a nerd in the comments. Alina the nerd. I like that. It's a compliment. This guy's just coming for me in, on, the, on, on live. On live television. Yeah, yeah, just exposing him. Jeez, man. We're going to keep that in the edit. What did I do to you? <laughs> of course we're keeping this in the edit. Okay, so when... If you're not shooting weddings, I would shoot 60 frames per second. Definitely if you're doing product shoots. So if you're doing a shoot where like you're trying to advertise like a drink or an, a beverage of any sort. In fact, at that point, I would do 120 frames per second if you can. But there are a lot of cameras where uh, you may not be able to do 120 frames per second. Um, but if you can, I would highly recommend doing 120 frames per second if you're doing like product stuff but the only problem with that is if you're doing 120 frames per second you need to have efficient lighting um, because if your frame rate is 120 that means your shutter speed has to be times two of that which is 240 cool i was just waiting for you to jump in <laughs> <laughs> and that basically means you're gonna lose a lot more light yeah so you're gonna need a lot more light Another pro tip and you're gonna hear me talk about phones a lot in this podcast if you're a cam it does not have 120 frames per second and you're the guy who likes to have the newest phone your phone probably shoots 120 frames per second um so i'm not saying shoot your whole project on your phone but it's great to be able to throw in something super slow motion and use your phone for that special stylized shot yeah i'm not honestly i'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you guys i never shoot with my cell phone um, it's because he doesn't have an iphone okay you know what <laughs> this guy's coming for my neck in this episode and that's okay that's okay but I, I am not team iphone for a lot of reasons all right we we don't have the greatest pass so um, i guess that's our listeners will enjoy both of us for that reason okay yeah we we really opposites out here from like many angles <laughs> Yeah, he's on PC. Can't even open up his Microsoft Skype. Oh my gosh. Bruh. I gotta make a whole section for this episode of you just dissing me for no reason. <laughs> we'll just have a full blooper a reel. A full one. Alright, so the next frame rate I'm gonna talk about is 24 frames per second. Okay, so when do you want to use 24 frames per second? I would say use 24 frames per second when you know you're not doing slow motion. Use 24 frames per second if you're doing YouTube. Um... If you do have parts of your YouTube video where you know they're going to be in slow motion, then shoot those parts in 60, but leave your talking head portion for 24 frames. If you want to see yourself in slow motion while you're talking, that's weird, but uh, 24 frames per second is what I would recommend. And if you're doing any corporate videos, then I would do 24 frames. Now you're wondering, why not just shoot in 60? Do 24 frames because that means your shutter speed is going to be lower where it's going to be 50. If your shutter speed's lower, you're letting in more light. If you're letting in more light, you've got more detail in your image, better dynamic range. That is my recommendation. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, to counter your point, if someone does want to shoot in 60, the only reason I would say you should shoot in 60, and it's not a popular opinion, but it's becoming more popular as people get used to it, because like I said, shutter speed's all about psychology, if you want your shit to look really natural and lifelike and real, shoot in 60 and export in 60 and everything will look super smooth. It'll look weird to your eye because you're not used to it, but trust me, the kids growing up these days, their iPads are doing 120 frame rate refresh rates. Like, they're fine. They're going to watch this stuff and they're not even going to think twice about it. If you want your stuff to look really realistic or lifelike or whatever, like 
things that are not cinematic. Um, so if you want to shoot reality TV content or prank channels, whatever you're doing, shoot that shit in 60 frames per second. It'll look more like real life. And in a way, people will enjoy that more. Honestly speaking, I'm not a fan of like, I don't like the way 60 frames looks right out the camera. To be completely honest with you, but yeah, like he said, if you want it to look more fluid, then yeah, I would say 60 frames. If you don't want it looking as fluid, this kind of, this is a good transition. The next frame rate I'll talk to you about is 30 frames per second. 30 frames is used for news, sitcoms, sometimes reality TV, depending on what you're watching, sports, or for productions that feel more lifelike than 24 frames per second, where 24 frames per second is more of that cinematic look. 30 frames is for stuff that looks a bit more lifelike. Um, I never shoot in 30 frames per second. Never have a reason to. Even if I was shooting sports, I would still want it to look cinematic, to be honest with you, because it's not like I'm a broadcaster. Um, so, yeah, 30 frames would be if you're doing broadcasting. So I don't do 30 frames at all. Not a fan. Um, it does have its purpose of what you would use it for. Um, and that's some people that are listening, but for me, I just, I'm never going to use 30 frames per second. So I don't. Yeah. Like if, honestly, if you're not delivering it to a broadcast station, um, you don't need to shoot in 30 because that's a requirement that broadcast stations have. And that's why it's become a standard, but otherwise the standard was always 24. Yes. And I wanted to backtrack for a second. Um, cameras, when it comes to super slow-mo. The two cameras that I'd recommend right off the top of my head. I know there's other ones. You let me know if there's other ones because I know there is. The GH5S is a good one. And then the A7S III. Those are good cameras for slow-mo. I know the GH5S does uh, up to 1080 and 240p. Why did I say p? 240 frames per second. Well, yeah, because some, some of the cameras actually list their frame rates as p. Okay, that's why. Uh, I think that's why you said it, yeah. Like that'll say it'll say 120p, but they're they're talking about progressive frame rate. Um, that's why it's the p is there. Okay, that's why I said that. Oh, okay. Yes, and then the A7S III. I'm not. I can't remember. I think it does 4K 120. Um. Yeah, it does 4K 120. Um, my Fuji XT3, because that's the camera I have, does HD 120. So it's not bad. It shoots on a 6K sensor. So keep that in mind, and it brings that down to 1080. And just to make a comparison, guys, the A7S III is about a $5,000 body, and depending on where you live, we're from Canada, and your Fuji is what? It's My Fuji was 1500 Yeah. with the kit lens. So you can still get good slow-mo um, with cameras that are a bit cheaper, and I would yeah. go for the cheaper body if I were you. Yeah. But... As we always say on this podcast, figure out what your needs are, and that's how you should choose your camera. Yeah. Because I don't know what your needs are, you know them best, and that should dictate your buying choices for everything. To kind of wrap this up, not really, but wrap this section up at least, um, I want to kind of touch on time code, because uh, frame rates and time code do overlap uh, a little bit. And this only really matters when we start talking about how to synchronize your audio with your video, because not everybody shoots their audio in camera. And I wouldn't recommend you to do it as much as possible because you won't get the best sound. But that's a different episode topic. But 
Timecode will help you keep your frame rates and audio in sync. Um, it doesn't matter for most projects, um, but if you're the type of person that shoots stuff that's long form, like if you're going to do an hour long interview and you're going to record audio, I highly recommend you use time code because that'll help keep your time from your audio from drifting from your video. Um, some of you guys may run into this issue. I'm not going to go into the technical details in this episode, but if you do run into this issue, that's what you want to start researching, S figure out where your frame rate is and if time code can help you in your um, recording solutions. And I should have probably told you guys this earlier, but if you're still listening, um, always check in pre-production if your delivery platform supports the frame rates you want to deliver in. So if you're one of the people who loves to deliver in 60 frames per second, realize that some platforms don't support 60 FPS. I know YouTube does um, up to certain resolutions, but not all of them do. I'm pretty sure Instagram doesn't. I'm pretty sure Facebook doesn't. Um, but make sure if you're doing any specialty frame rates like 60 FPS, double check if your platform supports it. Because if it doesn't, you're gonna start wondering why it doesn't look the way you want it to look. Um, and this is all research you should be doing before you hit the record button. And that's another thing. I forgot to say this earlier too. When it comes to black bars or aspect ratios, don't put black bars on certain platforms because it will look weird. YouTube is one of them now. I'm not saying don't put black bars when it comes to YouTube, but the problem with YouTube is that depending on how someone's watching it and where they're watching it, it, because when you, I guess when you're watching something on YouTube and you just play it normal, then you just see the normal aspect ratio black bars. But as soon as you like do that extra thing where it makes it bigger, I don't even know what the hell it's called, maximize it or whatever, then you see black bars on the sides and the top and bottom. So now you're screened. Your content's even in a smaller box because it's adding aspe an aspect ratio on the left and the right now. So try to think of that too. You know, where is this going to be shown? How are they going to be viewing it? Do I really want to add the black bars? And then if you're doing something like we were talking about before where it's a vertical video, do not add an aspect ratio. I, I, I strongly say don't do it just because you the whole point of making it like if you're doing a six um what did i say before eight by 16 or nine by 16 nine by 16 and nine by 18 because it just needs to be flipped right yes you're right okay you explained it really well okay so yeah guys essentially what aline just said instead of doing 16 by 9 on like normal youtube you're essentially flipping it now and nine by 16 would be on Anything that has a vertical video, so TikTok, YouTube Shorts, or Instagram Stories, that's when I would be, or Instagram, even the post section or whatever, I would be using vertical. Uh, that's a mistake I made before, um, and I highly recommend, guys, just to have your feed look clean, engaging. Definitely do 9x16 uh, when it comes to vertical platforms. It will look a lot better. If you don't want to do 9x16, you could do four by five, but I say the bigger is the better um, when it comes to vertical videos for Instagram or TikTok or YouTube shorts. Too many platforms these days. I'm tired of it, but you know, you got to adapt or die. Yeah, it's really annoying. Instagram now supports basically all the aspect ratios because you can have reels, which will take up your whole screen. You can have a post, which will take up 
not your whole screen, but a fair size of it. Um, and then you can just straight up throw an IGTV up there, which has the um, option for you to full screen it, which turns your horizontal video into how you would watch YouTube videos. It's, it literally supports everything. So figure out what you're going to upload and where it needs to go. If you want it to be a vertical video, like Instagram stories, it's the same thing. It's nine by 16. I was trying to make, I was trying to make Aline laugh like on her, on our video call, but he can't laugh. Like he has the strongest poker face ever. I mean, I smile, I'll, sm I'll smile through my laugh. Bruh, you were able to formulate a logical sentence without even breaking. Yeah, <laughs> I should probably get that checked. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Um, this was a fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. If you guys have any more questions, which I am sure you will, because this is a very, very confusing topic, which I always have to look up more information on when I start talking about it, feel free to hit us up on the Camera Therapy Podcast on Instagram. Yeah.